You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another Monday review kickoff show of Locked On Texans on your Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, as always, John, some sports guy, Hickman here with my guy across from me today. Cody Davis, and happy Monday, everyone, on this gloomy Monday because the Houston Texans lost. Ah, Astros won to Astros the World won. Series. Make sure you check out Locked On Astros. It's, it's not, well, in that case, it's not as gloomy. Um, Houston Nationals going back to the World Series. That series begins on Tuesday, and also the NBA season kicks off on Thursday for the Houston Rockets. So good week, it's you know. Be a good shout week. out to Locked On Astros. Shout out to Locked On Rockets. But of course, this is Locked On Texans, and we're going to keep things in in football. And before we get into that, let me tell you guys about Peloton. Peloton is offering a limited time offer: get a hundred dollars off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike. And get a great cardio workout at home. Go to Peloton.com and use promo code Locked On to get started. And get started is what we're about to do in this show. Of course, this is Monday, so we're going to do our normal um, post-game breakdown as we talk talk to you guys to tell you guys what we saw in the game. And um, later on in the show, because of all the injuries that the Texans are facing. We we want to talk to you guys about what the Texans can do to help out in that situation. But speaking of injuries, John, as you know, going into last week's game, I kept saying the Houston Texans are not going to win this game only due to injuries. And even though the bogus calls that went yeah, against the Texans. It was a lot. The fact that Deshaun Watson was standing. Yes, I know he had like two people on him. But he was standing and threw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. And the fact that you decide to say it was a sack and you took the touchdown away from them. Yeah, you know what? Let me say something real quick. Through six games, the, the officiating for the Houston Texans has been atrocious. There has been time after time after time again where I'm counting. the uh, Like J.J. Watt is just getting a big old church hug. While trying to get through, or, and they don't call nothing, and they don't they don't call anything. Or there was times where we saw a hands to the face, a clear hands to the face on Deshaun Watson, and nothing was called. I know Houston is not a fan base to kind of cry and complain, and that's not a shot to any other fan base. But Houston, the Texans represents the city. You know, we are strong. We go, we get through our things. How we get through them, uh, but I think this is the time where we need to kind of complain about the officiating it, that was you look at the game 30 23 you take a touchdown off the board exactly and if they had that touchdown the last minute or oh, what was it the last 40 seconds of the game right before Deshaun Watson threw an interception that game would have been tied and they would have been marching into field goal range to steal one in Indy yeah that one touchdown cost them the game but hey like you say we're not here we're not about to complain we're not about to you know, cause a big uproar. But John, I tell you this: if it happens again next week in Oakland, I'm 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 gonna start it. I think now is a good time because games only should really be well. I'm not gonna say that because everybody's professional and everybody wants to get a win. 
And, of course, we're going to talk about what we saw from the Texas. But games like these, 3-2 and two for Indy. The Texans were at 4-2. and two. Indy was coming off their bye week. They're both sitting at 1-0 and in the division. This mm-hmm. is a good division. Look at what Jacksonville has been able to do. They've been able to stay relevant and keep up because of Minshew mania down uh, there in Jacksonville. They've been able to keep up. This is a tough division, but the, the division is going to go through these two teams. For the most part, since 2002, it's either been the Colts in the last few years, especially in the 2010s, has been the, in the, the, the Texans. So that is something that in this moment, and not only was Deshaun Watson not moving, I mean, continuing moving, he never hit the ground. He never hit the ground. Like, I, th- I always thought in order to be for it to be a complete sack, you have to be on the ground. The play is dead and done over with. Because we, especially with right Deshaun Watson himself, we've seen him earlier today. He had a crazy play where he slipped out of two. So we've seen him do some magical things on the field. And for a lot of players, there's uh, I've seen cases where there's a little bit more time allowed before a whistle is blown because you know the tendency of that player. Exactly. And that was a call. Uh, that really kind of, you know, it shook me up. It bothered me a little bit, and it should for the rest of the fans simply because that game, that touchdown changes, could possibly change the entire outcome of the game against your division rival who's a really good team. You cannot take that away. Hey, you can't, but um, we're not going to continue harping about that that play. We're not going to continue harping. We're not going to continue to harp about the bogus penalties that were thrown against the Houston Texans' way because there was a lot of factors that went into this game on Sunday that cost the Texans the game. And as I alluded to before, I knew injuries was going to play a big factor into this. And it got worse. Yesterday it did, and and it got worse, um, especially with the Texans' secondary. Going into Sunday's game, you was already without Bradley Roby. Jonathan Joseph played, but you can tell he still wasn't 100%. Then by the end of the game, you end up losing Tayshawn Gibson and Phillip Gaines. And that's just on defense. And that's just on defense. The the Phillip Gaines one got me the most because the beginning of the game, he was holding his own against T.Y. Hilton. He as, had, as much as anybody in the Texas uniform can. He did a pretty good job. And he still did a pretty good job. Um, even once T.Y. Hilton got into a little bit of a groove, he still was able to hold his own. Most of T.Y. Hilton's um, receptions and stuff came after Phillip Gaines got hurt. He got carted off the field. Chances are he's not going to be ready by next week. You 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 take a look at um, Tayshawn Gibson. He's hurt. Yeah, and the Gaines one for me was just – I think it was the worst because, A, they're already short at that position. And so this is a team that, you know, you had to go out and sign Xavier Crossing. You brought in Phillip Gaines, uh, who, by the way, last week he had a, he did a pretty decent job last week. I think he did a decent job today. I, I wasn't – when I say decent for Gaines, and there's no disrespect to him, but I'm not looking for him to do too much. I'm not going to say he's going to go out there and shut him down. But if he's not going to allow – over 100 yards thrown at him, then I think, you know, he's, he did a d- decent job. Uh, and Secondly, what made it worse, 
the injury itself was just accidental. He got hit by Cunningham, I believe, which uh, hurt his leg, which led to him to have to get carted off the field. And so combine those two factors, you are now putting your team, and it's not his fault, of course, but the injury puts the Houston Texans at a place where we have to scramble with some guys that we haven't played before or just got in. You know, now throughout the week, we got to work on bringing in guys or working up and coaching up the guys that we have. We still haven't seen Crawford. So that worries me a bit. He was a fifth-round draft pick, and the fifth round is a round where you can get some talent, and I'm just wondering what is going on in practice. That is something that I will look into this week. But that injury alone, because of how short we are at that position in the secondary and the fact that it happened on accident, that really sucked. And to understand how bad the Texans' secondary, well, how weak the Texans' secondary was due to injuries, they gave up 326 receiving yards. Right now, that's the most all season. And it's only due to the fact that you're missing literally three of your top corners. You're missing a guy who, who he had a promising game. Phillip Games really had a good job. He covered T.Y. Hilton for most of the game, and, and Hilton only ended up with six receptions, 74 yards. I can't remember the last time someone did that good of a, good of a job on Hilton right. wearing a Houston Texans jersey. So it, it, it's kind of nerve-wracking to be like, man, you it's know, the, the, the injuries that's going on, especially in the secondary, secondary who – Ever since the game after the Saints, I've been really big on in the season yes. come down to the injuries. It's, it's really disheartening. Yeah, it's disheartening because, you know, this defense, who has had moments this year, especially against the Chiefs where they had a moment, uh, the, the game that they had against Atlanta where Gibson took the, the pick six back home to the house. I was at that game. There's been moments where the defense really looked good, and then you have this moment with everything that has been transpiring good, uh, trending upwards for the Houston Texans, these injuries, there will be a sense of, oh, my gosh, this this can't be the year where we can get it right for a couple games. Just like Deshaun's rookie year. Oh, man, we got Deshaun. Look what he's doing. And then injury. And that is what I don't want to see for this team because honestly this team is very talented and they have the ability capability to make it pretty far uh with the roster that they have they just got to get everybody back healthy healthiness is key for this team and now with the injuries we got to bring in more guys because i said all the time i've said it a lot during the summer and i was getting killed for it sometimes you got to bring in guys when you know your mo in history and the Texans had have had an issue history rather of just losing guys because they're getting hurt. And on the flip side, Rod Johnson, who was actually he had a difficult day, had a difficult afternoon, but he's a guy that had been with the team the entire offseason, has some type of chemistry. He goes down after having a bad game, and then Dan Skipper comes in. He actually played pretty decent. For the amount of time he's been with the with the uh, the organization, and that brings me to another point about the referees. Uh, on one play, they call ineligible man downfield yeah, on that. Skipper. Uh, well, 
We went back and did a review, and he actually acknowledged that he was going in <laughs> as an eligible receiver. That's something going on with this officiating. But uh, going into Oakland, I think Oakland is a team where the Texans can bounce back. I'm not going to get on them too early, of course. The week just started. Yesterday's loss was, I'm not going to say saddening, but I will say frustrating because of missed opportunities and just how the game went throughout the entire game. And Those um, injuries were terrible. Yeah, and speaking of injuries, that was just on defense. I mean, you take a look at it on the other side of the ball where Will Fuller, God, like – this man cannot stay healthy for nothing. He left in the first quarter with a hamstring injury. And I don't know what the injury bug is, but it, it has to be giving everybody hamstring issues. It, it really has. John just came back from the hamstring, and, and now it's just going around. And then, you know, even when you take a look at the offensive line as a whole, not having Titus Howard out there. It showed today. It showed today. It showed today. That's another guy who's out because of injury. <laughs> the injuries, it's a part of the game. And nobody, yeah. you never – Never want to see an injury unless you're one of those, you know, scumbag of a fan. You never want to see an injury. The injuries were – they killed them today, not only from the guys that they lost in today's game, but just the guys that weren't able to play in today's game, like Roby, like Howard, because they were already injured. Welcome back in, everybody. <clears throat> and definitely – no, love hearing from our sponsors that keep us going, mm-hmm. right? I uh, definitely love hearing all of the upcoming shows, uh, everything that comes on with Locked On. We have a new show. Don't forget to check out Locked On Fantasy. Please keep up with Locked On NBA and all of your favorite NBA teams for the NBA season, as we alluded to early on. The Rockets kick off Thursday. And so this is going to be a fun time. For the rest of the season, we've got basketball, uh, NHL, football is still here. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's ending is baseball, so that's going to be fun. Um, let's get back to the game and do a review of what we saw today. You know, there was a chance that the Houston Texans could have still won this game. Uh, and I had, I had an issue with what happened towards the end with how the game ended. Uh, First and foremost, let me say that a lot of people criticize what, you know, Bill O'Brien did by just running down a sideline and taking it to let him know, take time out to take the safety. I actually like that decision. Because if they would have punted in that area of the field they were in, the coach would have had way more. And I mean, they would have been in a better situation. And and that that play, at first I was confused. Because... I've never seen that before. Right. And but hey, kudos to Bill O'Brien for that know, was thinking actually, ahead. Yeah, that was actually a very smart play. They they took the took the safety, which kept them in a seven point game, which mm-hmm. is what you want to be in, a one score position game. Uh and they got way better field position compared to if they would have just punted where they were at the time. I did have an issue with I did have an issue with Carter on that possession. What he did led to the Texans having to start at the four-yard line. You never want to start in between or inside of your 10 on the 10 on back. And that's what happened. He did a terrible job fielding that punt, which allowed them to get a big, big coach bounce, bounced all the way down to the four, four-yard line. 
And that really put the Texans in a terrible situation. When I saw that, I had little to no faith they were going to get out of that position in the first place. Mm. And I think that was the drive where everything that had been transpiring, all they needed was the opportunity along with time to go out and get the score. They were down five at that point. Texans go out and score seven. Then you're up in that game. And now that's when you can kind of relax on your offense and let your defense go out there and win it. Who had been playing pretty good those previous drives before that punt possession? So I was pretty pissed off about that. Did a terrible job and decision of letting that ball bounce, uh, resulting into the Texans getting the ball at the four-yard line. Uh, And then after that, of course, Watson gets sacked, and then they take the safety. Again, I thought that was smart. You put yourself way better field position, and then it ended up working in your favor. You got the ball back. Now, what I did not like was everybody knows. That's why Bill, Bill Belichick is the king of what he does. Your two-minute warning, that's your timeout. That's your timeout. It doesn't keep going. It's going to stop. And instead of calling a timeout and then using your two-minute warning as your timeout, he just let the clock run down to two minutes. And they had those timeouts left. But instead of using your two-minute timeout as your timeout, you use your timeouts that you have in your back pocket. I'm hoping it making sense. And then what happened was after the two-minute mark when you come back, now you have to use your timeouts instead of saving that in your pocket, which is going to help you in that last drive. In that last drive, at one point, they only had 30 seconds left and they were still at the 50-yard line, and nobody was able to get out of bounds. The coach did an amazing job of keeping the Texans in the middle of the field. And I thought that was very confusing. That's something that, you know, hopefully we'll get more insight on it. And if I do, you know, with some of the insiders we have, I'm going to bring this back up throughout the week. I just did not understand that call, that decision at all. Yeah, it was a tough decision, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why the Texans did not come away victorious in this game. But once again, that whole situation just goes back to that touchdown that they took away earlier in the game. If you would have called the play correctly, the Texans wouldn't even have been in that situation. So it was just just bad. The whole thing was just bad all around. Yeah, it was. And Sunday's loss was just like we, we you you picked the Colts and I picked the Texans because I thought they were riding a wave. They were hot. We saw what they were able to do in the last two weeks. But I, I never once, you know, discredited you and why you felt like this was a game they were going to lose because everything made sense. And not only did it make sense, we saw it. It showed in the game and then we lost more players. So that was a game where I didn't want to call it a trap game. I didn't want to say this is a game of an air. I just thought it could go for the Texans or it's going to go for the Colts because both of these teams are good teams. And then the the Colts were getting Leonard back, coming off a bye week, had another week to rest and work on some things. And when you have that time, you can work on preparing who you have for what you're about to go up against. I think they did a great job of getting out that quarterback today. Now, of course, Howard was out. Johnson was in, Johnson goes down, Skipper comes in, 
there's a lot that's going on with the communications with new guys and guys that are not playing as much. I think the coach took advantage of that. Kudos to to them. Uh, But one thing I do want to say is we mentioned Will Fuller earlier and how he has had an issue with staying healthy. Kenny Stills has been gossiping in his trade. Four catches, over 100 yards, average 26 per catch. He did his thing in his first game back this season. And you know what? Honestly, before we get, you know, move along, and if this is a thing for Will Fuller this year, and we've seen his game where he three touchdowns, over 200-plus yards, and then the next game you drop three touchdowns, if this is going to be a theme for you this year. You better not say it. With Kenny Stills, you better not say it. And how he's been playing, and how he can play for us. At, I wouldn't be upset if they tr- try to find a trade partner for Will Fuller, especially considering we are lacking depth at the cornerback position, and I would say talent as well because JJ is old. No disrespect to him. At one point, he was leading the league in pass deflections. Roby is good. Lonnie Johnson Jr., he has promised. Today was a very difficult day for him. Pascal had a game on the Texans secondary. But if that's what you feel like, just like in L.A., they had a chance to do something for the offensive line who has been terrible this year. But they felt like what we need to do is go get somebody to stop the issues in our secondary. And they made that trade. For Ramsey, if you feel like you need that position, feel that cornerback here in Houston, and if Will Fuller is, is if this is a thing for him, if this is going to be his thing, game in and game out and year in and year out in his history, I'm not mad if you find a trade partner. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that whatsoever. The only way I would have agreed with you, and you, and you made some points. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like I'm 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 trying to. Make you sound like you don't know what you're talking about because you clearly you do. But if it wasn't like a player like Jalen Ramsey, I would not have given. I, I'm not giving up Will Fuller because at the end of the day, he is a player who can help make our offense even more dynamic. I mean, you and I talked about this several times when you when you look at what he did against Atlanta. All that does is the following week is just take more eyes off of DeAndre Hopkins, who, who, by the way, had a pretty good game, nine catches for 106 yards. All that does is takes more eyes off of Hopkins and put it on Fuller. You add Kenny Stills in now, you have basically a three-headed monster that is going to be hard for any secondary to stop. I know it's frustrating watching Will Fuller go down every single week, but at the end of the day, what player, what guy, especially in the secondaries out there that you can honestly say I would give up Will Fuller for? Well, Patrick Peterson. Because Jalen Ramsey is gone. Patrick Peterson is always a guy that you're going to throw out there. Number one. I wouldn't trade him for Patrick Peterson. Right. But if you feel like that's what you're away, then look at Patrick Peterson. If you can work out something with Denver, bring in Chris Harris. Now I know Chris Harris is old, so if they if they look at the possibility older, let me say, if they look at the possibility of bringing in Fuller, then of course you you would look at maybe getting a pick back along with Chris Harris or maybe another player. I'm just saying, how long do the Texans have to get bit before they realize they're messing with a snake that they can't trust? 
it's a tough situation. It's, tough. it's a tough call. <laughs> it, it is a tough call. Like you, you making good points, and I and I agree with everything that you said. But I just do not feel like I just feel like the Texans shouldn't go out and and start exploring trade options for Will Fuller, unless it was a situation like if they could have got Jalen Ramsey. He's the only guy that I will possibly say, okay, that's a good deal for. Well, you know what's not a tough call? We're talking about tough calls and what's not a tough call. A tough call should never be reaching out for help. If you need some help in any area, when you need that confidence and boost, make the call. And what I want to tell you guys about my favorite, and I, I love it, Blue Chew. Do not be ashamed. This is not a tough call. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Chew like what you can do with the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast. Be ready whenever you need it. It's just not for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. It's a no-brainer. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com and get your first shipment free. When you use special promo code MLB, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's promo code MLB, just pay $5 shipping. Bluetooth, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. Bluetooth is better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans. Rough game Sunday. Only because the Texans were trending upwards in a positive way, positive direction. But, you know, it's going to happen. We're going to look towards bouncing back against Oakland. Uh, Gruden, Chucky Doll, everything mm-hmm. that they've been going through the last few months, the Antonio Brown issues, mm-hmm. you know, release me, the Instagram with the video, just everything. So the Houston Texans will prepare to take on Oakland, who will be in Vegas soon. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I, I still um, think that's a terrible decision, but I do too. I don't. I don't believe they're going to stay in Vegas that long. But anyways, oh, next, no. <laughs> if the NFL can profit, how the NFL think they're going to be able to profit? They're going to be in Oakland for a while. I mean, in, in Vegas for a while. Maybe, but um, you know, you and I just finished talking about what should they do with Will Fuller, but that will not be the last time we talk about trades. The NFL trade deadline is approaching hella fast next Tuesday as a matter of fact is the deadline so it's going to be interesting to see what Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans do moving forward trying to fill out some holes you know especially in that secondary position yeah and also just I'm going to you know really look for them to play around in free agency as well Eric Berry is still out there he's not on anybody's roster he's Mm. at safety he's a guy that can come in and help your secondary tremendously and then maybe you'll be able to play around with your secondary, move some guys around, and then, of course, you want to bring in uh, more talent at that position. So the next week and a half is going to be a fun time. I don't expect it to get like the NBA. It's not going to get as fun as the NBA trade trade deadline because that is it's always action-packed. But I definitely think that some moves will be made in order to improve. Locked On Texans Podcast, of course, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't forget to subscribe on all of your major platforms, podcast platforms, Megaphone, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google and Google Podcasts. 
Follow us on Twitter, Locked On Texans, and some sports guy at some sports guy on Twitter with two Y's, Cody. And as always, you can find me at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-O-V-I-S underscore 24 because the NBA season is starting. Please go out and check out Locked On Rockets. And as always, shout out to the Houston Astros. Please go check them out on Locked On Astros. Word from the wise. We are the wise and we have some words. If we didn't learn anything today from the Texans, it's always take it one week at a time. And in your case, one day at a time. As you listen to Locked On Texans, be safe out there. Enjoy your Monday. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.